Jeremiah chapter 6 tonight, if you can find your places there. Jeremiah chapter 6. As you find your places there, I want to thank Pastor for the opportunity to be able to speak to you tonight. And uh, the fact that you heard I was preaching and you came back. Praise the Lord. But you know, once my wife found out I was preaching, she decided to try to find a job in the nursery. So she, uh, she's never really, she wasn't scheduled to be in the nursery, but she's uh, somehow in the nursery tonight. So I said, you better make sure that speaker's turned up because this message is for you tonight. <laughs> she didn't quite like that too much, but that's okay. She'll get over it. <clears throat> but uh, I'm glad Pastor was able to get away, spend some time with his folks, and uh, just uh, keep him in prayer as he's uh, going to be heading back, I guess, this week. Um, I know that we're supposed to get some weather Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that, but uh, whenever he's driving back, not sure, but uh, just keep him in prayer uh, for safety there. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 6, and we'll be in verse 16. If you found your places there, we'll go ahead and read. Jeremiah 6, 16 says this, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time that you've given to us tonight. Lord, the final service before the start of no doubt a busy week for many. I pray, Lord, you'd give us something tonight that would be an encouragement, that would be a help uh, to get folks through to midweek. And uh, Lord, uh, something that would be a change uh, in our lives that we get closer to thee. And uh, Lord, we love you and we thank you for this church. We thank you for all that you're doing here and doing amongst us, Lord. We just ask that you go before this service now and that you get all glory, honor, and praise for what is said and what is done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 We're going to spend a little bit of time on some context and some background here, uh, and then we'll get into uh, these verses and we'll kind of look at some of these points uh, in the verses here as we uh, get a little bit uh, along in the, in the, uh, the message tonight. But uh, at this point in our text, Jeremiah is calling out the people of, of Judah for their sinful ways. And uh, the nation of Israel had already fallen, and now Judah was coming under siege, and they're getting ready to fall as well. God condemned Judah for their uh, rejection of him, and the message through, uh, through Jeremiah to Judah was for the nation to repent, to turn back to God. And throughout this book, we see uh, Jeremiah trying to point them back to the ways of God, trying to point them back, to get back to the old paths, as we read in our verse here. Uh, but many have become backslidden. And they just flat out refuse to listen and follow God. And that's what backsliding is. It's a, const, it's a um, conscious refusal to follow God. It's a turning away, a purposeful turning away from God. And in this book alone, backsliding is mentioned 13 times just throughout the book of Jeremiah. Uh, and in the, all of the Old Testament, it's only mentioned four other times. So you can see it's a pretty big issue here uh, for Jeremiah and during uh, this time here. The backsliding was not only a problem uh, during Jeremiah's time uh, here in our text, but also it's still a problem today, isn't it? Still a problem in our day today. We all know folks who have strayed from the path, don't we? Folks that probably need to be here tonight, but because they love their sin more than they love God, they're not here. They're not with us tonight. They're consciously refusing to repent, consciously refusing to follow God and to follow the old path, and they're not here tonight. That's primarily what Jer Jeremiah is dealing with here. Turn back to chapter 2, if you will. Let's look at a couple verses. Jeremiah chapter 2. <clears throat> look at a couple verses here. Jeremiah 2, verse 5 says this, Thus saith the Lord, 
What iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked after vanity, and are becoming vain? And drop down to verse 13. He says this, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So you see uh, Jeremiah here, uh, he's talking to Judah and they're backsliding. What they were doing was all in vain. Uh, it was emptiness. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, uh, helping them out in any way spiritually. They're actually falling further and further away from God. Uh, then uh, God calls out their backsliding in uh, chapter 2 and verse 19. Let's drop down a couple more verses here. It says, Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that uh, it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and that my fear is not in thee, saith the Lord, God of hosts. We talked, uh, 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 Brother Tyler talked this morning about the fear of the Lord, right? It's the beginning of wisdom. A lot of things that he talked about this morning are kind of weaved into my message, and I had no idea who was preaching this morning. I had no idea what he was talking about, uh, but a lot of the points that, uh, that are kind of consistent with what the Lord put on my heart, uh, Brother uh, Tyler brought out as well. So I think the Lord's trying to tell us something, amen? And we need to pay attention tonight. Although the Lord is obviously not pleased about Judah's rebellion, he's still wanting them to turn back. He's still giving them an opportunity to turn back to him. Uh, chapter 3, Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14 says this, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord. And then verse 22 says, Return, you backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. So he's not wanting them to just go off on their own, right? He's giving them an opportunity to repent and to return back to him. And that was the constant cry of Jeremiah to Judah, to turn back to God. And that's the main point of my message tonight. If you're running away from God, if you've, not, if you've gotten far away from God, turn back to God. Turn back to God. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's the challenge is to stay close to God, to stay on the path and follow that path that leads to Christ, that leads to God. I think you can get a sense for what's going on here in these chapters leading up to our text. Uh, in the first part of our verse, in the midst of all that was going on here in Judah, all of their sin, all of their idolatry, all of their backsliding, we see Jeremiah yet again gives them some solid points, uh, if you will, uh, some solid counsel here. He says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the way, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is that good way? And walk therein. And he says, Ye shall find rest. For your souls. Second Peter 3 verse 9 says this, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but what? He is long-suffering to usward, right? Long-suffering to usward. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, he longs for sinners to turn, to turn from their sin and to turn back to him. And I praise the Lord that he was patient and long-suffering with me, Amen. And with many of you as well. I know some of your testimony. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, he, he was always patient uh, with Israel and Judah, but they had a total rejection. They had a total contempt for the Word of God. And uh, they were turning away from Him. And we see just how hard their hearts were in the end of, uh, the, the end of uh, verse 16 here. God was giving them another chance, but what do they say? The end of verse 16, Jeremiah 6 says, But they said, We will not walk therein. They're turning away again. Turning away from God was that consistent theme there, as I said, uh, throughout this book. And it's sad to see when we know folks are living in sin, when we know that they've turned away from God, and we know that the remedy is just to get back on track, get back into the Word of God, get back into the house of God. 
but yet they, they keep turning away. They keep turning away. They need to walk closer to God, yet they purposely choose to turn. And Jeremiah had been doing all that he could to warn the people, to show them how far that they've strayed, to point that out to him, to them, but they were enjoying their life of sin, and they were choosing to follow their own way, choosing to follow their own path, that path that was leading to destruction. I don't have time to get into all of it uh, here uh, tonight, but uh, King Josiah uh, ruled during this time, and he was also trying to institute some changes there. And uh, he was able to try to get them back on the right track, and uh, he was able to make some changes where people started coming back uh, to the temple there, there, but they were just going through the motions. They started going back to the temple, but their heart wasn't in it. It was just an outward show. It was just an outward, an outward show that they were doing. Their hearts were still uh, uh, in rebellion there. So they may have reformed themselves on the outside, maybe you know, showing people, okay, I'm, I'm getting better, I'm trying to be spiritual and all that. On the outside, they showed that, but on the inside, there was no revival. There was reform out going on on the outside, but on the inside, there was no revival, uh, no change there. And that's such a reminder for us tonight, isn't it? Amen. If revival doesn't start in the heart, it will never lead to a genuine change. Amen? Right. It needs to start in the heart. It needs to start on the inside. That's where it grows. That's where it goes from, and that's where it needs to start. The superficial or the outward reform for Judah didn't work for them. And I got a newsflash for you. It won't work for you either. <laughs> it won't work for you. It all starts in the heart. I can't see your heart tonight, but God can. He knows exactly where you're at along the path, your spiritual path. He knows where you are. And he wants you to be back on the, on the right path, back to the old path, the old way, focusing on his word and following him. <clears throat> Only uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, along with a willing and a humble heart, can open that door for revival, can open that door for that true change. Now, Judah was reminded of Israel's sin, uh, and, uh, and they saw the consequences there, yet there was no conviction. There was no change in their, in their heart. There was no change in what they were doing there. Uh, and they just, they didn't get back on the old path. They kept doing what, what they were doing, what they wanted to do. And Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 10 says this, says, And yet for all this, for all those things that they knew that Israel was doing, for all the sin and all the abominations that Israel committed, that, uh, that Judah knew of, that they saw, and that Judah was also guilty of, it's, he says, And yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart, but feignedly saith the Lord. So again, it shows that their heart was totally away from God, was not on. Uh, the word of God was not where it needed to be. And the only way that we can have true revival is when we get serious with the Lord and we give our all uh, to God and follow his path. How many times have we knocked on a door or uh, maybe tried to give a tract or invite someone to church or, or something like that and, uh, and they refuse it? They said, no, I don't, we don't need that. I don't need that. I've got the door slammed in my face plenty of times. That's what they really need. They just, they just don't know it. Their hearts are hard, right? They want nothing to do with the Bible. They want nothing to do with truth, and they're essentially turning their back on God and saying, I will not walk therein. I'm not going to go your way. I'm going to go my way. And they're a total rebellion. You know, God does not move away from us, right? We're the ones who move away from God. And we need to get back into that right relationship. We need to get back on the path of following God, following his word, doing what he wants us to do, walking uh, with him and uh, letting him light our path. So I want to challenge you tonight to get back on that old path if you strayed. That was a little bit of a long intro there. Uh, I just wanted to give a little bit more of a, a context to kind of get us into the points here that we're going to talk about. So the title for my message tonight is, What Path Will You Choose? 
What path will you choose? You know where you are, but what path are you going to choose? Are you going to choose to continue maybe straying from the path? Are you here today maybe just superficially going through the motions? I don't know where your heart is, but God does, and he wants you on the right path, the right way, the old path, right? So what path will you choose tonight? Many of you here have likely been on on a trail walk or maybe walked in a park or uh, maybe you've kind of been on that established path. You kind of know what I'm talking about, maybe a bike path. Uh, Maybe that ground uh, that you've been on has been trodden down from hundreds or maybe even thousands of people walking to maybe a favorite fishing hole or maybe a a favorite scenic overlook or something like that where there's just down to the dirt and there's grass on either side, but you know where the path is. You can see the path. Uh, It's it's there. It's obvious. It's well-worn. You know where to go because it's easily identifiable. I was talking to, uh, to Tyler uh, a week or so ago, and uh, he said that there's a special place that he likes to go outside town uh, just to kind of get away for a little while, uh, you know, a path that he likes to take just to kind of to get away. And he said this. He says he likes to go and go up there and to decompose. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I said, I think he meant decompress. <laughs> So I know you've been looking a little pale there, Tyler, but, you know, maybe if you see him, he's looking a little peaked. Maybe he's been decomposing lately. I don't know. That was, just, that was all free, but I, I thought that was, that was cool. It just kind of fit in there anyway. But, but maybe you're on a certain path at work, following a certain direction that's clearly laid out, right? Maybe a path that maybe previous people have taken before you. Uh, they say, if you do these things, if you study these, these, uh, these tests or you... Um, you work hard and you, you kind of uh, take these certifications, you'll get promoted and you'll kind of move your way up the career path or along the ladder, or those kinds of things. Whatever the case, most of us have experienced being on a path, right? Uh, we kind of know what that is. But what do you do when you get to a crossroads? What do you do when maybe there's two different paths? What do you, what do, you do? You're not sure which way to go. You stop for a minute, don't you? Or at least you should, right? <laughs> People who are prideful, I don't need directions, I'll figure it out. <laughs> but we need, to, we need to stop, right? We need to stop. Maybe uh, ask directions, uh, look, at, look for a sign, look for a map, or ask someone to point you in that direction. What's well, kind of what's going on here with Jeremiah and with Judah. Uh, they were at a crossroads, if you will. They lost their way spiritually. The nation had strayed from that well-established, well-worn path of knowing and trusting in God, and they were headed for certain destruction. They turned to idols, they turned to false prophets, and they totally rejected God. Jeremiah knew that they needed to get back to the old way. He knew that they needed to get back to that path of following the Lord. And in our verse here tonight, we see a simple outline of the counsel that Jeremiah gives uh, to Judah. And it's a good reminder for us as well tonight. Amen? We're going to get into that here. So as we go through these points, ask yourself, am I on the right track? Where am I on the path that the Lord wants me to be on? Am I moving closer to God or am I moving away from God? So first, in order to determine if we're following the right path, we need to stand still and evaluate where we are. Jeremiah says this, Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the way and see. So that Hebrew word there for stand means just what it says, uh, to stand still. The way means a road or a current course. And to see means to consider or to think about. Now, I'm not trying to stump anybody here tonight. Uh, the Word of God is not complicated, amen? It means what it says, and it says what it means. And it's pretty, uh, pretty simple when you start reading here. Uh, but Jeremiah is simply communicating the words of God to the people, and he's basically saying, don't move another inch. 
You got to listen to me. You got to look at where you're at. You're not doing things right. You need to evaluate your spiritual condition. He wants them to consider where they are and to know where they need to be. He knows they've strayed. He knows they've backslidden. Uh, So he tells them to stop, to wait, to see your condition, to think about where you are before moving any further. And that's some good counsel for us to consider tonight as well. Amen? We need to stop for a minute. We need to think about where we are. Think about where we are in relation to, to God's word, in relation to where he wants us to be. Do we know the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior? Are we, do we have that personal relationship? Not just a religion, but a relationship, right? Are we, are we coming to church because we want to or because we have to, right? It's a difference there. And we, we get so busy in the hustle and bustle of life, and sometimes we just kind of go through the motions, right? Maybe we lose sight of that path that we need to be on. When we get to that crossroads and we're not sure which way we need to go, we just need to stand still and let the Lord move, right? Just stand there and just ask the Lord, Lord, where do you need me to be? What do I need to correct in my life to get me back to where I need to be? So when was the last time that you were honest with yourself and just stopped? Stopped what you were doing, got alone with God, went somewhere to decompose or decompress. And just say, okay, Lord, you know, what do I need to be doing? Am I in the right path? Am I doing things the right way, right? <clears throat> so we need to ask ourselves that. And, and uh, you know, we need to pray this prayer every day, Psalm 19, uh, 23, and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart, right? Uh, try me and, uh, and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That should be our motivation, right, every day. We need to humble ourselves and ask God to help us so we can uh, be honest with ourselves to see where we are, if we strayed or if we need to get back. Maybe we're not reading our Bible enough. Maybe we've skipped out on church. And whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, we just need to ask God, get alone and ask him. So in order to stay on the right path, Jeremiah not only <clears throat> tells them to stand and to see, but he also tells them to ask. Ask for the old paths. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is that good way? Asking here means to consult or to inquire. Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8 says this, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. Right? That's a familiar verse there. It's important. Uh, And uh, I believe asking is something that needs to come from within. A personal desire, a motivation of our heart, if you will. We, We have to want to inquire to consult the scriptures, Right? Uh, It's as easy to say the words, well, go ask your parents for this or go ask for that. But do you really want it? Is it something we really want? So it's something, a desire that comes from within. If we say it another way, I think of it this way. We need to be studying the Word of God. We need to be studying the Word of God, asking God, studying uh, the Word and asking the Lord through our study, Lord, what do you need me to learn? Where do I need to be? Right? So are you studying to show yourself approved? Are you studying uh, and asking the Lord to guide you and direct you throughout each and every day? That's what we need to be doing. When we study the scripture or listen to a sermon or a Sunday school lesson, we should be asking ourselves, how can this message help me? How can this message uh, get me on the right path or, or, or help me move, in, uh, move down the road where the Lord uh, wants me to be? You know, how can I apply this to my life to, to be a better husband, to be a better father, to be a better uh, teacher or whatever it is, Right? Uh, That's what we need to do. We're not just coming here just to kind of listen to words, right? There should be some application there as well. So we need to have that spirit of humility uh, and a willingness to admit that we may uh, be headed in a a wrong direction apart from Christ. But then we need to to look to him 
and to let him lead. Psalm 25 and verse 4 says this, Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, but in some of your ways acknowledge him. <laughs> all your ways, right? All your ways acknowledge him, and he shall what? Direct your path, right? So we're talking about the path here, and we're talking about studying and, and knowing God's word and trusting in him, and that's, that's the focus here tonight. We need to be constantly studying, seeking, and learning the word of God because his truth will let us know if we're on the right path or not if we're following that good way uh, that he talks about here. Proverbs 4.26 says this, Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. So are you pondering your path tonight? Are you thinking about where you're at along your spiritual journey in your walk with the Lord? Are you thinking about where the Lord wants you to be next week, next month, next year? Right? We need to have that long-range eternal focus. We may not understand everything that happens in our life, and why things are happening that way, uh, but we'd be wise uh, to, be, uh, to be following God, to be in the Word daily, and asking Him to establish our way, and then simply follow what He tells us to do. Pastor mentioned uh, the, province, the province of God on Wednesday night, and uh, you know, for me, I have an example here. This is an example uh, in my life of the province of God. I was stationed in Texas Oh, years ago, and uh, I was at a senior NCO academy. I had to go TDY to a senior NCO academy graduation, and uh, it was right around the time where I was going to learn about my next assignment, and I wasn't sure where that was, but I was waiting for that phone call from the assignment guy and didn't know when it was going to come. So I, I checked into the uh, hotel, and I'm going down the hallway and going to my room, and that's when the phone rings, and that was the assignments guy. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to find out where I'm going. And uh, we were at Fort Hood, Texas at the time. I just got back from Iraq, and uh, we wanted to go someplace that maybe wasn't so busy. Um, it was very busy being deployed, busy being at Fort Hood and all that. We wanted to maybe have a nice desk job somewhere uh, that was quiet and low stress, right? And that's what I put in for. Well, you don't always get what you want in the military sometimes. <laughs> so the guy's telling me, he's like, okay, I got, your, I got your assignment here. I'm like, all right, tell me, what is it? He's like, you're going to the Pentagon. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're, you're kidding me, right? He's like, nope, you're going to the Pentagon. I'm like, okay, you know, after we talked to exchange a few pleasantries there, uh, I got into my room, I hung up the phone, and I threw my, uh, my mesh dress. I had a mesh dress. Um, for people not in the military, it's not a dress. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a uniform, part of the uniform, formal uniform. So I threw my mesh dress on the, on the bed, threw my uh, bags down, and I got on my knees, and I started crying. I was like, Lord, what are you doing? I don't want to go to the Pentagon. I don't want to go there. That's the furthest place I wanted to go to. I'm just crying out to God. And I, finally, once I got that all out of my system, I'm like, okay, Lord, this is where you're sending me. I'm going to do my best because this is where you want me to go. But, you know, looking back, that if I didn't take that assignment to the Pentagon, I wound up working for the, the number one guy in our career field. And the only way I can get out of my career field to do something else was basically to be at the Pentagon working at that level. Uh, so I told my boss, I said, I'm going to retire. I want to get out. Uh, you know, I don't know, don't know where, where I'm going to go, but I just I want to get out of weather. My last assignment, can you do that? He's like, sure. So he, I get the assignment, and it's to Ellsworth Air Force Base. And had I, had I not gone to the Pentagon, I wouldn't have been able to come here, and I wouldn't be in the ministry here. So that's kind of the province of God. At the time, obviously, it hurt. I didn't want to go to the Pentagon. I, I was very upset. But God had a plan. 
you know, God has a plan for us. And we may not understand why things are working out the way it is or the way it does, but he knows better, obviously. And when we, when we follow his path, when we're staying faithful to his word, following his word, trusting in him, he'll open the doors for us. And he'll show us. It may not be immediately, but he'll show us why we're going through that. You know, I know I would have, I'd be in misery right now and not in the ministry uh, if I didn't follow God's path. <clears throat> so when we uh, have that desire to study God's word and live our life for him, it may not work out as planned as we plan, uh, but uh, we can have that peace and confidence that we need to keep moving forward. So every day we should stop and look at our situation, see where we're at uh, along our spiritual journey, and ask, where is that good way? And then ask ourselves, am I on that good way? Israel and Judah were struggling. Uh, They didn't follow the good way, and they consequently reaped the harvest of their sin. But all that hardship, all that suffering could have been avoided had they just turned their heart back to God, back to the old path. Jeremiah 4.1 says this, If thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me, and if thou wilt put away that abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. So God was willing to, to take care of them there had they just turned back and turned turn the hearts back to him. You know, and we need to make sure that our heart and our affection and our drive and our desire is focused on finding and following that well-worn path that God has for us. We need to stay on that path. It's not following a new church down the street there with that fancy name that doesn't even include Bible or Baptist in it, right? It's not following a new church that uses the more modern translation of the Bible so they can reach more of the current generation, right? It's not following that new church where you can come as you are and they don't care if you're lost when you walk out the door, right? We don't need to be following a new way. We need to be standing and seeing and studying and asking, where is the old way? Where is the old path, right? Where is that church that preaches and teaches the full counsel of God? Where is that church that does not put on a concert every Sunday, but sings the old hymns of the faith and sings scripture songs too? Amen. Amen. Where is that church that's willing to call sin, sin, and yet cares enough for that lost person to not let them leave the church without sharing with them the love of Christ, that Christ died for them, and that they can have eternal life in heaven if they turn their life back to Christ. Folks, we need to simply evaluate which path agrees with the word of God and then walk therein. That's what we need to do. In other words, we need to step out by faith. Step out by faith. It's another S there if you're following along here. Stopping, seeing, studying, and stepping out. Amen? That's what we need to be doing. The Hebrew word for walk means to go or to proceed. In John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Aren't you glad that Jesus forged that path for us? That he forged that path for you? And he did it because he loves us. He loves us. He's the only way to eternal life. And he's not willing that any should perish. And we must remain on the old path and continue walking, walking toward him. Not turning to the right, not turning to the left, but looking to the word of God and keeping on the old path. Amen? Amen. Psalm 119.105 says, Thy word is what? It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word of God will keep us on the right path. We just need to read it, believe it, and step out by faith. Amen? Amen. That's what we need to do. It's much easier to follow a well-established path that the Lord wants you to be on than to try to blaze your own trail, right? I was in Montana a few years ago, and pastor took me bear hunting. I may have shared this story once before. 
Uh, we're walking up and down the hills a couple miles out from the vehicle, through the brush and through the bushes. There was no path that led directly to that bear. There's no big sign like you see in the cartoons, you know, a bear here, you know, the, the big light, you know. There was none of that. So we had to kind of go up and down the mountains and, the, and forge our way through the brush and got scraped up and scratched up and everything. But we eventually saw the bear. We eventually saw him, but he was too far away to take a shot. And I say praise the Lord because he was way far away there and I didn't want to be any closer to the bear than I needed to. Now, some of the hunters in here are probably like, man, you know, you could have gotten some bear meat out of that or whatever. I didn't want to have to pack them out and, you know, walk that couple miles out of the woods there with them. Uh, so I, I was glad that, uh, that we just saw the bear and, and uh, we didn't have to pack them out there. But what am I trying to say here? I'm not saying that the old path is, is easy. The, uh, the Christian path is easy to stay on. There's going to be temptations. There's going to be challenges, right? We're going to get scraped up and scratched up a little bit. I know Tyler mentioned this morning that he said sometimes uh, we sometimes let things into our lives and push us from where we need to be. And that's true, right? It's true that, uh, you know, we need to be on our guard, don't we? Because there's so many things in our lives that happen that can crowd, crowd into the way and just get us distracted and, and knock us off of the path there. But it's much better to be in the will of God and following the old path than to be outside of the will of God trying to muscle your way through the wilderness for some short gain, right? So when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. So the final thought here that Jeremiah brings out, not saying that I'm done yet. <laughs> the final thought that Jeremiah has here, he says, uh, is when you do all these things, when you stop, when you see, when you study, when you step out and follow the old path, the Bible here says in our verse that you will find rest for your soul. Find here means to acquire or to get. Uh, when you stay on the path, you'll find rest, you'll find peace, you'll find blessing. When you follow God's word, when you stay in line with what God wants you to do, with where he wants you to be, God's will and God's way, you'll have that peace that passes all understanding. Now, Proverbs is, uh, is chock full of verses that talk about paths. Uh, some paths are good paths, uh, and some are paths that we need to avoid. As I was studying this, I was just going through, I mean, there's so many so many, uh, throughout all the Proverbs, you just underline the word path. I mean, it's in there. It's a path or the way. I mean, it's, it's, it's all there. Uh, and the main thing we need to do in order to stay on the path uh, is, is to have wisdom, right? Is to have wisdom. Not worldly wisdom, but godly wisdom. Proverbs 4, 7 says this, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. But even before wisdom, we need to have what? We need to have the fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So when we study the word of God, we fi we'll find that knowledge of God, and we'll find that rest that God wants us to have. And then the final S, will be satisfied. We'll be satisfied. Now, Proverbs 2, 4, and 5 says this, If thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as hid treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So this was not the case with Israel and Judah, was it? They were not satisfied, were they? They wanted to do their own thing. They weren't satisfied with what the Lord gave them. They kept straying further and further from the path, going deeper and deeper into sin, further and further away from God. And they kept trying to satisfy their soul apart from God. And their satisfaction never came. Despite all the bold warnings from Jeremiah, they still refused to do what was right. 
And it was their willful disobedience that brought them down and ruined the nations. Willful disobedience. And I don't know where you're at tonight, but if you've been running from God, satisfaction apart from God will never satisfy you either. It will never come either. Only being in the word of God and following the will of God can you truly find rest for your soul. Matthew Henry had this to say. He said, there is rest and peace in the ways of God and in the ordinances of the gospel. But the principal rest is in Christ himself, in whom the true believer that walks by faith in him has rest from the guilt and and the dominion of sin, from the curse and bondage of the law, and from the wrath of God in his conscience. He says he enjoys a spiritual peace arising from the blood sacrifice and the righteousness of Christ. That's good, amen? That's true. If you're still in Jeremiah chapter 6, drop down to verse 17, and this will be the final thought. Final thought. I just gave you the final point from the text, but I have the final thought for the message. I can say other things like in conclusion or, you know, my final point. I mean, I can keep going, right? We still got six minutes or so. so. We're almost done. We're almost done. So let's read uh, Jeremiah 6 and 17 through verse 19. It says, Also I set a watchman over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. Therefore hear ye nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Verse 19 says, Hear, O earth. I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. But rejected it. So as I mentioned at the beginning here, you know, God is not willing that any should perish. And he gave backsliding Israel and Judah multiple chances. And he sent prophets to be his voice. He sent watchmen to warn them of their sin. And he gave them counsel after counsel on how to get back to the right path but they didn't choose to follow God. Nothing has changed in our day either, has it? You know, God still wants us to be on the right path with him, to be in a right relationship with him, doesn't he? No matter how far we may have strayed from the path, he still loves us. He still wants us to get back to the fold, right? He's given us his word. He sent his son to make a way for us. He's given us pastors and preachers and teachers. There are watchmen, if you will, uh, to expound the scriptures, to help us stay on, on the path. But unfortunately, the same thing that was happening in Jeremiah's day with Judah is happening in our day to us as well. The pastor preaches, the teacher teaches, the watchman warns. They pour out their heart trying to get people to listen and follow the word of God, to follow the old path. But what happens? They choose their own way. Willful disobedience. I'll read this brief comment from Matthew Henry and then we'll have a time of invitation. Matthew Henry said this, The reason why sinners perish is because they do not hearken to the sound of the trumpet. And the reason why they do not hearken is simply because they choose not to. To stay on the old path, you need to stop and see where you are, study the Word of God, and let the Word of God show you the old path, and then you need to step out and start living for the Lord. So what path are you on tonight? What path will you choose? If you'll stand with me with your heads bowed, with your eyes closed, we're going to have a time of invitation now tonight. As we prepare for a time of invitation, as the piano begins to play, as soon as he gets there, if you need to do business with God, if the Holy Spirit put his finger on something tonight, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to get things right with the Lord. 
Maybe you've strayed from the old path. Maybe you're at a crossroads tonight. Maybe you know that you're not living the way you need to live. And God's put his finger on something and he wants you to get back. He's, he's crying to you. He's like, he's asking you, please come back to me. Turn to me. Hearken. Will you hearken tonight? What path will you choose?